Welcome to Trick Talks. My name is Barbara Lally, and today we are here with Maddie. How are you, Maddie? Good. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. Are you ready to get started? Yes, I'm so excited to be here. Seriously. I'm so excited to have you. So tell us a little bit about you and your trichotillomania. How old were you? Where did you start pulling from? Things like that. Yeah, of course. Honestly, I feel like it's been a wild roller coaster. Um, I'm 23 now for uh, any preference, but I think I genuinely really started to realize that I had, um, I'm just going to say overall like finger fidgeting issues or BFRBs in our world where we know what BFRBs are. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think I was like 12 or 13. Um, I was, you know, sitting in my little desks in my chairs and I while I was reading or would pick while I'm reading this packet or doing this homework or I would just find ways to have that be my little comfort while I'm doing stuff even if it's just watching tv and I feel like that's where I kind of realized it it had a mind of its own because I almost didn't realize I was doing it which was probably the scariest part about it so when I was young it really didn't become a serious issue until um, I had gotten my eye done for the very very first time in my life and this was like monumental for me. I was so excited to get my eyebrows done, but I got them done and it was not a, um, it was a botched job. It was not a good job. Um, mm-hmm. the, the lady had given me super incredibly thin brows, which was fine. But like the point was that I needed my brows to grow back. And for some reason, I, like my mind told me that like the regrowth of the hair, the effects that would come and and penetrate through your facial skin. I, mm. I could not, I like my mind was telling me that those are imperfections and you cannot have imperfections on your face. So I would pull them. And I think that's really like the root of my issue, really, where it genuinely started, where it started to, you know, get that weird sense of relief and satisfaction actually when I would pull these hairs out. And I think um, this kind of made a little, more sense down the road being diagnosed with obsessive disorder because when I when I would pull I would say okay we have 11 hairs out of place on this side so there must be 11 hairs out of place on the other side does that make sense mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. yep so I remember just just really obsessing over the evenness the the actual parallelness of my face and to this day I still struggle with it point blank period but when I was young it was really really bad so in high school I really struggled with the spots and patches but I still had lashes they just had gaps I still had brows they just had holes and I I figured my way through that but honestly the ball really dropped for me when I went to college Um, and I was on my own for the first time and all my tricksters know you have a massive life change oh my goodness it it is so triggering it's so because you're in a new place, doing new things, new people, and new surroundings. It's just everything is very, very new. It's super scary sometimes. But like in college, I really, really resorted to pulling. Um, and I, I can vividly remember the day in my dorm room when I, I pulled the hair 
out. And I looked at myself in the mirror and I remember saying to myself, like, oh my gosh, like we really, we really don't have any brows anymore. Like they're really, <laughs> they're really gone. And I figured my way through makeup and powders and that with brows. And I, you know, started to realize it really got into a bigger snowball because I was pulling my leg. And that turned into a whole different once I started pulling enough to where I was like, I need to be bound by strip lashes. Like I need to wear strip lashes all the time because I'm not comfortable living any other way. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when I knew it really uh, started to affect me psychologically because to this day, I still struggle like me without lashes, trying to be me without brows. I, I really genuinely still struggle with my without lashes and brows. But mm-hmm. I think, like, if you want to ask me, I would say the worst part of my time were probably in college. Um, and since then, I've been in therapies. I've tried reverse therapy. I've entered a couple different other for OCD and stuff. And they've helped. They've helped. But um, trick is an ever-growing, an ever-growing disorder as well. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, yeah, oh, yeah. history with it. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing. What um at what point did you find out that there was a name for this behavior you were doing? Yeah, this is where it gets really trippy. So, um I actually graduated from college last December. Um I got my degree in forensic psychology and uh public relations basically. Mm-hmm. And I remember being in an abnormal psychology class. It was my sophomore year of college, and I, I'm still actively having pulling issues at this point. And I remember walking into my big, you know, lecture class. There's probably 35, maybe 40 kids in this class, and we're talking about abnormal psychological disorders. And of those abnormal psychological disorders was trichotillomania. And I remember watching this video of this girl who, you know, had similar hair pulling issues, except she um, found herself being very satisfied with taking the the tag of the hair that you pull. It's called an anagenic follicular tag. I learned that in a forensic biology class. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, little little snippet of knowledge right there. But um, she would she found satisfaction taking those tags and putting them in between her teeth, and uh, sometimes even the hair and I just that actually really blew my mind in the moment I remember like the whole room went and I was like oh my gosh like there's someone else out there that does this like and I I never found the same satisfaction in the way that she um had her hair pulling issues but it really blew my mind because it was the first time that I had ever really put it into the face the face to the name mm-hmm how did it make you feel like were you like happy were you like oh no this is a real thing like this isn't just like my thing it's a every you know a lot of people have this yeah yeah no totally i remember twiddling with my hair in class while we're talking about this disorder i'm like i totally have this i totally Mm -hmm. have but at the time i'm like no i like i am not that bad i don't have it that bad it's not that serious i don't have it like that but i that was a thousand percent my denial speaking that moment but I remember finishing my abnormal psychology class and thinking to myself like if if I really do have this disorder like I think it's worth looking into I think it's worth trying to keep from I think it's worth taking a journey and really diving deep and figuring out why I do this where it came from and how it got this how it got to this place right here you know 
And that that was really a pivotal point for me, um, learning about it and actually uh, kind of being excited to understand it. Um, so, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So tell me, I, I met you because I saw you on TikTok. You were on my For You page. Um, and tell me the journey of you, you know, finding out, hey, like this might be something I do. And now you are like, to me, you know, this this amazing awareness spreader, you know, the get readies with me, get unreadies with me, you know, just being so open and honest. How did you get to the point where you were when you were doing that? Yeah, yeah. I Oh, my gosh. I appreciate you for saying that so much, because honestly, I uh, never in a million years would I think that I would be sharing uh, one of my most vulnerable and really emotional things that I struggle with in my life. Like I genuinely and, and I've talked about it about this on my on my TikTok about how I, I truly emphatically believed that I was going to die with these secrets. I was going to take this to my grave and never show my mom my real face and never wear lap or my siblings and never have an intimate partner or even be able to connect with somebody really deeply romantically because of this disorder and how scared and fearful I was about sharing these things. And it's just such an empowering feeling to know that one day I just woke up and I had the confidence to be like, I'm just going to a really funny satiric video because it's the only way that I can actually like express myself through this disorder you know a lot of people don't understand it and a lot of people have been very mean about it too as as we as tricksters tricksters all know people all mm -hmm. so 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 mean and normalizing this disorder like so many people have body focused repetitive behaviors like nail biting is a lot of people struggle with nail biting and it's all under the same umbrella of BFRBs, which are pulling and skin picking, lip biting, teeth biting, you name it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Were you, when you first realized like, oh, you know, I'm going to be open about this. Did you, were you someone who, well, I guess you just answered that because you said, you, you know, you didn't really want to tell anyone, but did you ever confide in anyone and say like, hey, like I pull my hair before, you know, deciding to go on social media? Yeah, yeah. I think one of the most intimidating parts of this process was actually opening up my trichotillomania uh, to my family because uh, I remember there was a day and age, probably maybe I was 19 or 20, um, and times before that even, uh, I would like go into my shower and I would lock the door as soon as I was done in my shower until I was done with my makeup because I didn't want to leave my room with an unfinished face and have my family see like oh my gosh, like she literally has no, she has no eyelashes. And so um, I'm really proud of myself because it's taken me 23 years, but um, just in this last like probably eight to 12 months, um, I've really been able to uh, be vulnerable with my family and, and show them growth and the progress and be able to admit to them like, I I do this and I have this habit and I still, I, I spend a little and I understand a little bit of why it happened and where it came from. But to this day, I, I don't know. I don't know why I do it. Um, there really isn't a solid definitive answer. All I can say is that it's how we cope. It's how I find safety. It's how I find comfort in anxious situations and maybe even dangerous situations. Sometimes I just, it's, it, it's, and for, I think because normal people and quote unquote, normal people um mm -hmm. 
<laughs> they don't pull their hair when they're nervous. They don't they don't pick their eyebrows when they're anxious. They they might bite their nails. That is an anxious habit. And I will I will I will say that, but I think that that just goes towards the point that I was saying that a lot of people struggle with BFRBs and they don't even know it. We're all very alike. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and I had a, a coworker one time, a young girl, you know, I was talking about, you know, trick and everything. And, and she was like, yeah, like, I don't have a disorder, but like, I'll pick my skin until it bleeds. And I'm like, you, but that's the same as me. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I feel like, babe, with all due love and respect, mm-hmm. that checked out because, uh, a lot of people, uh, usually don't let it bleed, but <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to be the one to burst your bubble, but yeah. right, right. What if- <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. so when you first told your family, how did they react? Um, it's it's honestly I I'm child two of five. I come from a very very big family. My family's always been so loving and so supportive and um you know I remember probably uh I showed my sister, my older sister first. Um and it was honestly on a weird random FaceTime and I had just, you know, showed my face instead of ignoring the FaceTime or instead of just like like, is it an emergency? <laughs> and so um, I was doing my makeup and I answered the phone like with no makeup on. And she just she just stopped and she said, Maddie, your face is so beautiful. Uh, Maddie, your face is literally perfect. Like you just have such beautiful skin. And I was like, I, I literally cried right then and there. I mean, I was like, I didn't answer this call because I didn't have eyelashes on and I didn't have eyebrows on. And she was like, no, you genuinely look so pure. Like your face is so pure. That's the first time I've ever really been told that stuck with me <laughs> today. Um, and once my sister really kind of told me, like, you know, just because you look different without makeup doesn't mean that you look bad. Uh, mm-hmm. Different doesn't equate bad. I still really do struggle with this concept. Um, but it, it brings me a tense amount of comfort to really that thought that different doesn't equal bad different doesn't equal a equal not a you know what i mean mm-hmm. oh yeah so tell us some like tips and tricks i know you have the coolest things ever with the the like tattoo eyebrows oh yeah like, when i'm dying for this oh um gee i'm so glad you brought this up these literally changed the game for me like when i tell you i from the day that i pulled all of my eyebrows out um, I knew that I was going to struggle because I was not only a broke college student, but I know nothing about makeup. I grew up a tomboy. I used to collect bugs for fun. Like I definitely had no idea what I was doing in the realm of makeup. So when I was looking at, you know, brow products, I went through probably uh, an unreasonable amount of money of trial and error through products and this and that. And not even just money, but oh, the time. Oh, the time. I remember spending, I mean, upwards to an hour and 45 minutes, two hours in front of my mirror, just trying to put eyebrows on for the day that are literally just going to last me 24 hours. And I'm going to have to put another two hours into my next day so that I can wear eyebrows. It was just so much time. And I knew I was missing out on so many things, but I just didn't know how else to live my life. And uh, man, I 
when I jumped on TikTok, the first thing I did was find bald creators. I know that that sounds really weird, but I was like, I need to find people who are confident without hair. Like, I genuinely need to see someone be so happy, confident, without any hair on their head, no eyebrows, no eyelashes, no nothing. The first people I found was Miss Chloe B. She's literally a queen, my idol. I literally love her so much. And she her bald and brows. And I was like, is this? And I, she, it was so cute. She sent me the very first packages that had written in it. Like, thank you so much. Um, I hope you are literally thriving. Um, I hope these brows work out for you. Post a TikTok, let me know how I go. And that's exactly what I did. It was so, it was literally such a cool experience. I, I watched that video all the time of when I just I pulled those brows off and like there were actual like real looking brows there and it took me two minutes. It took me like three minutes to do it. I was I almost fainted. I almost fainted. I was like, this is not happening right now. This is not happening. And oh my gosh, my siblings, my sisters, I I ran the whole house. I'm like, guys, look at these <laughs> guys, look at these. you know, I'm like, I'm in my family, I'm like, guess how long this took you they're like oh three hours i'm like three minutes man three minutes (laughs) oh it's just so funny but they're they're game changer and i when i tell you i've had so many people message me be like oh i can't afford like it's just not in the budget i'm like listen i'm on your page i am all for balling on a budget but these brows are not dollars and you get like 12 of them like you get so many and holy bean is not the only person who sells these brows they, they're on amazon you can find them on um i think you can get them like at target maybe or walmart I, but they definitely sell them at other places for just as like the same nine ten dollars and i think super beneficial oh my gosh yeah like i remember i was like in sixth grade trying to use a pencil that didn't even match mm-hmm. yeah and they look so real like that's so amazing they're a game changer for real Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like I was really worried because so Chloe Bean has a condition called alopecia, which means that her body has an autoimmune disorder and that literally attacks the hair follicles at the root. So your hair point blank period does not grow. Um, mm. but with yeah, obviously your hair does grow and you can kind of have maybe some alopecia patches if you pull like so many times um that the hair won't grow back anymore. But for the most part, people with tricks still do get the the peach fuzz growth do get the the hairs growth under there so i was weary these brows are an adhesive my skin they're gonna have to stick to what there and we'll say for any fellow this out here the adhesive definitely does stick to the hair and it's so looking it'll stick in between you know like the skin of your hairs and then the actual color of the brows i've noticed will stick to the hair I'm a fellow oily green face, um, to be completely <laughs> oily face. So I definitely was curious about that too. My goodness, let these brows off in five minutes. I think I've gotten these brows to last upwards to three days. Three days. <gasps> what? I'm literally not even kidding. Like, and that's like, I'll sweat. I'll take my dog on a hot girl walk. I'll like, I'll sweat, you know, I'll sleep in them. Like, it's insane. It's insane. It is a game changer. Wow. I'm mm-hmm. going to have like, when we post your episode, I'm going to have to like, have the link somewhere. You know what I mean? For people. Yeah, like, yeah, definitely. So cool. Heck yeah. 
Um, so tell me about the fake eyelashes. I know you do it to the waterline, which is something mm -hmm. new for me. At least I haven't seen that before. Right. And I'm, I'm not going to lie. I've kind of gotten a lot of controversy for this. And, and I've, I, I've, I've done a, a bit of research. Um, it is, uh, I, I feel bad talking about it because it's, it's actually really bad to do for your eyes. It's actually pretty terrible to like seal up and cover the actual pores of your eyes. However, with that being said, um, I genuinely, I like, I don't have any lashes anymore. And if I do grow lashes, I'll pull them out so that my false lashes will stick better. And I know that this is some kind of unorthodox cycle that I'm now in, but that's the beauty of trichotillomania, isn't it? You know, that's, that's just the beauty of it all. So mm -hmm. I live for Kiss brand lashes. And a lot of people uh, don't like Kiss brand because they're a, just like a basic drugstore. That's like literally what I thrive on. That's the name of my game. Because when I lost or when I pulled all of my hair out, like I said, like I really had no money. Like I was struggling so hard to try and find things that worked and things that would help help me after society. Like falling on a budget. And I, I'll stand confidently on that until until I die. Like if I can do it and if I can find products, I literally struggling so hard for money. If I can do it, you can do it too. If I can do it, you can do it too. So I would find three, four dollar Kiss brand lash and I would wear those for three days, four days. I'll sleep in them. Um, I don't usually sweat, you know, like go or anything. That'll definitely bond in the adhesive, but I've definitely seen some, uh, I think it's, it's like face cosmetics or faces cosmetics. I don't know. She has a crazy lash glue. It's supposed to be like, it, it's supposed to be like semi-permanent. Try it. Super rad. I've seen. I, I have the schedule. I have the restock schedule. My phone. I'm gonna literally set an alarm. I'm gonna definitely post videos about that when at my uh, when I do get my hands on some of the lash glue. But for now, I'm super loyal to Kiss Brand. Like Kiss Brand lash glue. Kiss Brand. Dave, and. If there's one piece of advice I could give for any they're like with sparse lashes and trying to do false eyelashes is like just give yourself some grace. Honestly, give yourself some grace because they are so hard to do. They're so hard to manage, they're hard to up with, they're hard to like live with. You're always worried about them. Um it's it's honestly really hard and it's super easy to be like, oh that looks Oh, I should have done this different. But like, I I think back and I'm and I wish I'd have given my given myself a little bit of love because, like, yeah, I wasn't just putting on lashes. I was trying to be normal, trying to appear normal, like mm -hmm. get through my life. You know, I wasn't just I wasn't just putting on lashes to put on lashes. It was like it, I had it life or you put on lashes and you're able to leave the house, or you don't put on lashes and you're not leaving the house. Mm -hmm, <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep. So, yeah, that's that's what I'd say about about the strip lab. Yeah. No, and it's such an important point to to say. Listen, I don't feel comfortable leaving my house until I look this way because of comments that I've received or comments that I don't want to receive. You right. know, I, a lot of times it's like, you know, people just they I did I don't think they understand the level of paranoia that mm. we also feel just by being ourselves or if it's raining outside and we're like oh my gosh like what if this comes off like there's so much extra stress added just to 
survive it every day. Yeah, right. And it's so funny you bring this up because like just I think like last week or the week before, uh, me and my family, uh, my significant other, we went to Six Flags and it was a sunny, bright, beautiful day. And when I promise you, out of nowhere, it started downpouring. And if you know, I'm from um, a small town in Illinois, so we went to Gurney. And if you know anything about Six Flags and Gurney, Illinois, um, we're literally in the middle of the line, like waiting in a line for a roller coaster as it's next to my other um this is new this is a very first um thing for me i've very much so struggled with trichotillomy and relationships so when it started raining i literally had a panic attack i was out i had a hat on i had sunglasses on everything and i was still you know soaked we were absolutely soaked and there was water dripping down my face and i had to be like i'm like i um, might lose my eyebrows and I'm hoping you still respect me at the end of the day. <laughs> and he, you know, he's, he's so kind and he's so loving. Like those are accessories. Like, I, I could care less about your brows and your lashes. I, and that is just, that's such a sweet, gentle kind of love that I'm very new to. Um, so it was nice and comforting that in the moment, but genuinely, yeah, when it rains, when it literally is wet of any kind, humidity, uh it's 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 really the constant that's that you talk about um it's not just wearing like it's constantly that you actually you know what i mean mm -hmm. and have you ever had anyone point out like like someone who's not a friend or you know just an acquaintance be like oh why are you missing this or what's up with that have you had those moments yeah yeah i used to uh i used to work in retail when i was in college <laughs> I used to work at a Rue 21 and that was uh that was a wild time people through all walks of life and I remember one day this was before I discovered tattooed brows so I'm still kind of like gel and powdering my way through my brows it's very sticky very gooey oily we can all imagine it we can all imagine it so I'm I'm doing my customer service work I'm folding my clothes and um somebody had asked me for help and I you know answer their question and I take them to the fitting room uh, they had a child and uh, I see in the fitting room, there's a bunch of shoes on the floor. So I go to grab the shoes and um, I look up at the kid and the kids, you know, playing a game. I'm like, oh, what game is that? And he looked me straight in the face and he goes, your eyebrows missing. And I was like, what? Like I had not looked in the mirror my entire shift. So I looked in the mirror and by God, my lashes had pushed up my eyebrow gel so much that there was like eyelash lines in my brow and it just disappeared it had disappeared i was so embarrassed but the thing with trick is like i i have a i have a makeup bag everywhere i go i have one in my purse one in my car an emergency one like i came prepared you know, so I, I, I ran out, I grabbed some powder, I put a bandaid on. It wasn't, it wasn't a huge deal at the end of the night, but I was like, oh my gosh, like how long did I walk around with my eyebrow missing? And how many people, <laughs> how many people were like, oh, sis. Yeah, so that's probably one of the, one of the poignant um, things that I can think of. But I also, I try to tell myself, you know, kids are kids. They genuinely don't know and i totally understand mm -hmm. 
Um, so what, how do you feel about an accountability partner? Have you ever asked like a sibling or like a significant other to be kind of aware of your habits and say like, if they, if they catch you pulling, maybe they say something. Yeah. Wow. That's actually a really new concept for me. Um, I've never really thought to go to my siblings, um, for straight accountability, uh, like just, you know, pick one of my siblings and be like, if you see me doing this, uh, like call my name, distract me, have me doing something, whatever. Uh, but I will say like, I feel like a lot of that kind of came naturally with my family. Like if, um, you know, that we could just be sitting watching TV and if I'm pulling my split ends, my brother will say, Maddie, and I'll just be like, what? And he'll be like, what, how was your day? You know, like, just like be random, random things to, to consume my mind because Clearly, either my mind is not occupied and I'm bored and I'm finding satisfaction in pulling or my mind is nervous and I'm literally finding comfort in pulling. So uh, I would say my brother is honestly probably the closest thing to an accountability partner that I've ever had in my life. And it's really cool because my brother's only 14. Like, he's definitely a young, growing man. Um, hmm. He's so cute. Yeah, that's so nice. I love that he's not like... You're pulling your hair. He's like, hey, what's, yeah. how'd you go? Yeah. Like, that's so sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, so how do you deal with negative comments? Like when you receive them either in person or on TikTok or any type of social media, mm-hmm. like how, how do you deal with those? Yeah. Um, you know, I don't, I'm, I'm very lucky because a lot of this doesn't typically happen to me on TikTok. Uh, but like in, in my life throughout my entire life experiences, I feel like I've you know gone through my fair share of, uh, letting people in and realizing these people really aren't good or, you know, good for you, good for your health, future, whatever, and, uh, try to move on. And there's one thing that has really stuck in my head through all of these negative experiences in my life. And especially when it comes to people uh, having negative things to say about appearance or someone's look, someone's weight, anything. Um, is and, and that is that hurt people hurt people and healed people heal people. And I always, I always, always say when I hear someone bully, like, excuse me, I'm like, I hope you heal from whatever hurts you because something is clearly bothering you so much that you felt the need uh, to make me feel negative about myself so that I can feel just like you, but it's not going to work because I don't live the life that you live and we are not the same. Um, so yeah, that just really kind of rings in my head is that healed people will heal people. So I don't really try to give a lot of attention or even thought to negative comments because I'm like, that person is clearly hurting. They're, they're clearly hurting in their own world. So I'm going to let them deal with what they deal with while I deal with what I need to deal with. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I love that. That's great. What, um, what advice would you give someone who wants to share about their tricky mania online, but they're like a little nervous? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, what a great question. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I, I would, I'll say one thing and that is that you are not alone. Um, there is there is a world, a world of people out there who feel and experience the same things that you do. Um, you are not the only person in the world that struggles with hair pulling or skin picking or lip biting or nail biting, whatever it is. You're, you're definitely not the only one. And uh, I'm going to take it one further. Um, just in my personal experience, 
I found so much validation in complete strangers being like, I do this too. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you for normalizing this. Or, oh my gosh, I've never seen someone else do this. I do this too. And I never, like, there's just such a comforting, valid feeling when, when people tell you these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you came, when you came on my page, I was like, yes, I'm reaching out to her. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh my goodness. No, I mean, seriously, like when I was, when I was younger, if I had TikTok, I had someone like you to look up to, like I, my life would have been so much different because I didn't have that. And so instead I'm thinking I'm the, you know, the ugliest person in the world. I am alone in this and to have social media, even though, you know, some people think social media is bad, it does bring a lot of good too. And you are one of those people that is bringing good to it so thank you so much yes no and oh yeah, i appreciate that so much i could say the exact same thing about you too barbara too because <laughs> when i tell you i watch your videos and like very rarely will i find videos that actually like genuinely get me to cackle and because <laughs> i genuinely understand the the trichotillomania the hair pulling the the embarrassment the shameful feelings your videos bring so much light to my days it's so funny like even on my hardest days when i know i'm pulling a lot and i know i have you know damage control to do tomorrow for sure like i i I find so much comfort in your page because i see i see your videos i see the comments i see people um enjoying your videos the same way that i do so i have to i have to give my hats off to you because i love i love your comedic satiric mind and especially in the realm of trick it just makes me smile it makes me laugh it makes my heart like really seriously (laughs) you're gonna make me start crying don't do this okay This is a big thing, Maddie. Thank you so much. I have like so much more to ask you. I would love to have you on again in the future whenever you have time. Yeah, of um, course. This has just been great. I, I appreciate your honesty about Trick and being so vulnerable. So I, I hope you have a great night. I hope to talk to you soon. I know I will. Um, but yes. thanks again for coming on. I loved this experience. Thank you so, so much. And I 10 out of 10 would love to come back and answer more questions. <laughs> Perfect. Yes, right. thank you so much. I hope you have a lovely, lovely night. Thanks. Yep, bye-bye. Bye.